After the hype with me, your host is always Brian Dressel, and with me as always is Chewy Darso, hello, Jonathan Hardesty, yep, and Ryan James, yes sir. Uh, today's special guests are Jeff Elster. Hi. You might remember him from it was Furious Seven, right? One yep. of the Furious movies. Yep. And Amber Lee from our Star Wars episode. You might remember when she was such a great guest. Hi everybody. Because she loved Star Wars so much. She we made her watch the seventh the one. Yeah. Against the grain, Amber Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Against the grain, Amber Lee. <laughs> You'll be surprised about my opinion on this one, too. Uh, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, clickbait if I ever heard it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to get started with where have you been doing? Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, I read Scott Snyder's last issue of Batman. Oh, man. And you. It is the best farewell comic I've ever seen anyone write. If you have, you could uh, have not read a single one of his books from the beginning to the end, you could still pick this one up, and it's just like a very, very fitting farewell to the character and to the book he's written, and it is just fucking gorgeous. Dude, I love the way he ended it the same way he began with Gotham yep. is. Yep. Yep. It's yeah. so from the newspaper. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you to get to the end of uh, Secret Wars because that is. That might be your second favorite farewell ever written to the Fantastic Four. That's a whew, that's a that's a tough follow up. Yeah, that's it for me. Um, for my where have I been doing? Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go with something I actually talked about before, uh, but this time I got to experience it with my parents. Batman versus Superman. Ah, <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. Yeah, that was a um, weird intro. Yeah. <laughs> to experience it with my parents. <laughs> it was like a Google search. Like So many different options just popped yeah. in place yeah. of what you were saying. <laughs> um, yeah, we, my parents were in town last weekend, which is why I wasn't on the other hypotizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we took them to see Batman versus Superman. And we gave them the little rundown of this is the things that people had problems with it. It's pretty much a prequel film, but like a big old like menagerie of things in one little film of all these other films that are about to happen. And with that little rundown, they enjoyed it a lot more than they would have otherwise. I kind of wish we could have had that to a lot of people. It'd be like, just so you know, this is a lot of setup. And you're going to be confused, but it's going to be worth it. And just on the rewatch, I loved it just a little bit more, actually. Specifically for Wonder Woman. I'm so pumped for the Wonder Woman film now. Oh, yeah. Like, just her theme music. I need to buy that song. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I've been I've gotten back into Elder Scrolls Online, the MMO from... Uh, Bethesda, sort of. They kind of outsourced it to a different company to help them with it, and it's very much an MMO, not as colorful as WoW, but uh, still very fun, and I'm having a good time with it. Um, to, to, uh, this week on Ryan's Comic Corner, I'll talk tell you guys about <laughs> what I've been reading. Um, this week was the end of the uh, the spring Marvel crossover event standoff on Pleasant Hill. The, the concept was that uh, Maria Hill and S.H.I.E.L.D. had gotten a cosmic cube and were kind of rewriting existence without people knowing they built a little town where they put all the prisoners and like mind wiped them and made them think they were like average joes watering their lawn when really they're like baron zemo and and so on and so forth and kind of like i think it was a nod to the summer movie but that bucky was a main uh catalyst to this whole event and then steve rogers comes in and uh it was okay (laughs) <laughs> uh, far better than that was um, is the current ongoing Spider Women crossover, which is uh, Spider Gwen, Silk, and Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. They're like jumping back and forth between Spider Gwen's Earth sixty five and the Marvel's Earth six one six. It's pretty cool, and they're like, I love the way that Spider Gwen has been rewriting all of Marvel's characters, like Frank Castle, Matt Murdock. Um, they introduced Doctor Octopus uh, last week, which is awesome, and they just made him like totally different. How about you, Jeff? Where have you been doing? Um, I've been going through watching Stargate SG-1 for the first Whoa, time. I love That's that so show. Old. It is really it's old. It's so good. <laughs> and MacGyver's bad the best. At all. And MacGyver <laughs> is the best part of that show. And I just finished season nine, which is the first season basically without him, uh, which has been less enjoyable to watch. Yeah, so, he really brought so much charisma to that show. Yeah, seriously. And he was like the counterpoint to everyone being like, oh my God, the Stargate's such a serious thing and then he would make a joke he was the comic relief and like the guy that they would 
do all the exposition to because he was also dumb. So like, but he was the leader, but also dumb. So they'd be like, so how does Inception he's like, work? Wait, wait, wait! Don't explain it in scientific terms. English, please. And Let's it's so nice this. that they had a male character for that. Yeah, <laughs> he was great, and he was yeah. So uh, seasons nine and ten, which are the last two, don't have him in it. So I'm not looking forward to finishing it, and I've been putting it off. Um, well, but the, the first eight were awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. You know, once you're done with that, you can graduate to Stargate Atlantis. So should I? It actually <laughs> got good. It, oh, okay. it's, it's really kind of sci-fi, on like the sci-fi channel sort of quality at the very beginning. Okay. And then it, it gets that goes higher. Okay. It was another one of those shows that... So you're saying if I persevere through like the first season. Yep. Yeah, but anyways... Liked them a lot. The first, the first eight seasons. Awesome. Amber Lee, you're sitting there with your arms folded. Like, I totally don't have a comic book or sci-fi show. <laughs> well, true to form, most of the stuff that I've been reading about or seeing are really disturbing and disgusting. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I know a lot about sex-based homicide investigation now. If we want to talk about that, that's really exciting. Also, nice. Can we uh, add that to the show notes? Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, 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 let's see. Also, there's a lot of uh, polygamy and polyamory in my in my wheelhouse currently, which is exciting. You're participating in? <laughs> I, I'm uh, just thinking about that story you told me. The Magicians. Me. I read The Magicians and hated the book. It was terrible. And then I started watching the show, and it is significantly better than the book. That's I like their advertising campaign. We had, uh, we had somebody on earlier who said that it was absolute garbage mm-hmm. the, the show? show yeah but well, versus the book not from reading the book oh if you had read the book you would feel like you'd appreciate wow, the show look at look, <laughs> look at what they <laughs> did with the source material <laughs> amazing they skipped all that weird bullshit yeah. that happened in the middle there and really like streamlined the story and like those characters are way better than i thought they were in the book you know it's, it's, it's a matter of perspective totally relative it's totally true. Actually, yeah. I um, my intern was really obsessed with the show, but hadn't read the book, and he w- wanted to get it. I was like, "Don't buy it. Please don't buy it. Here, take mine." And he said that he got like thirty pages in, <laughs> and I was like, "You're right. I can't finish this. Thank you for not wow. making me buy this. It's I, really bad." Uh, all right, we need to start for oh, today. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to move into the whole reason we're here, which oh. is Star Wars: The Force Star Awakens. Star Wars. I'm going to get started a little with the numbers really quick. Uh, they were poor, right? Like, yeah, this movie it didn't, didn't do it really good. just didn't do oh. very well. This is uh, it. That was it for all the, the hype that this movie had. Right? I mean, hence the name of the show. You know, t- to be fair, it did not do as well as Disney wanted it to do, which is hysterical. Nothing. I don't think yeah. a movie ever does as well as they want it. Everyone yep, wants Disney, a billion dollars. Disney is like your parents. They got a billion. Yep. Yeah, it's like a couple they, of billion. Wait, let's, let's hear like the number. Right, so it I'm cost curious. $245 million to make, which is, I think... Actually, a, that's decent. Is, is that's that with it. print and advertising or no, is that, that, that was just that's the just shooting production budget? budget. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, advertising wow. budget. And then worldwide, it made $2,065,930,508. Do you think they'll make another one? They're fine. I think so. Yeah, I think they'll do all right. The problem is, at least in Disney's point of view, if you look at the world Worldwide numbers, it did not beat Avatar or Titanic. <gasps> number three might as well be last three, and they really wanted it to be number one of all yeah. time. And it is domestically; it almost made a fucking billion just inside the country, which is very impressive, I would think. But whatever. I well, maybe they should have made a better movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait! Well, so just like exploded with. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> Hold her back. Uh, all right, so I'm going to read the review really quick for today. It comes from Metacritic. Tim Timmy777. This one's probably going to feed... Favorite reviewer. He's a good one. Uh, (laughs) He's a keeper. Oh, my God. Is he a keeper? So here we go. Uh, Feminist political correct garbage. Weak villain. Illogical fight scenes. Broken script that makes no sense. I don't know how they even consider this. I don't even consider this a Star Wars film. Worst Star Wars film ever made. Broken. A total lemon. I don't even know how they approved the script or who gave it approval to be released. It's total garbage. I like, Zero out of ten. That well, is well, such where was he hiding in the nineties well, when they made prequels? He, hold on, hold on a second. You said broken a lemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, that word choice is amazing. I broken think my lemon. favorite part of this review is the uh, I don't consider it a Star Wars film. Worst Star Wars film. <laughs> <laughs> he actually touches on some valid points. He does. He yeah. just doesn't flesh it out, and he sounds like a dick. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So right, freshman right. college composition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he angry might. Star Wars fan. I, if it was actually feminist and politically correct, 
maybe he would have something going for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but I would the... argue it is neither. Great. Sexual so this homicide. is going to be a lot of fun for you guys. We're doing the breakdown right now. And since we have two people on, we're going to have two people do it at the same time. Because that's my favorite version of a breakdown. So literally talking over each literally other. Literally talking over each other. You both get the chance to break down the film. 30 okay. seconds to say everything that happens. Are you both ready? No. No, I fell asleep in this movie so many times. <laughs> this is going to go great. Tell us about your dreams while Jeff tells us about the movie. Yeah. Well, first of all, if I were going to rename this film, I would have called it The Force of Sleepins. Uh, that's <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I love it. I love the joke. I worked on that really hard. I don't even know if I could like run through the plot from start to finish. Well, good luck. Okay. So 30 seconds. Ready? Go. We're introduced to a bunch so of characters that we can't remember or get to know very well. And then we get to, to see together. the original Star Wars Kylo characters. Yay! The and then there's this robot. It, the and it should it. be sucking up dirt, but it doesn't and somehow and, and can keep meet. going. And who knows? They and then there are the explosions. They meet and uh, then I slept for a few minutes. And then they blow up the Death Star. And then they blow up the Death Star. <laughs> Is it the There's Death Star? There's nothing else between that and the Death Star part, right? Uh, okay. So you both had five seconds left, yeah, but you both did so horrible. I'm going to count that as a failure. I wasn't prepared. Uh, so my insult to you, because I get to insult you if you don't do a good job, is that you are both as bad as the prequels. Huh. Um, oh. That's a real insult. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've decided to start, start making the, the insults movie The costuming in those are good, I yeah. see. <laughs> At least so, there's that. That's all I'm here for is to, to, be, the, to be the pretty face. <laughs> you can tell that because this is a podcast. <laughs> all right. So where we're going to get started with this today, I figure is going to be the best point. Um, we're going to have Amber Lee talk about what worked and didn't work for it. Because the rest of us around the table are Star Wars fans. So yeah. I think this movie will have a little bit of like, even though we know there's problems with it. I think most of us at the end of the day will end up going, well, it's still Star Wars, so I liked it for what it is. And for somebody... I didn't feel that way about episode one, though. Fair point. Okay. I can't argue with that. Yep. Although I will. I, I'm, I can't today because we don't have time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's the very important thing about Star Wars, managing your arguments. Yes. Yeah, it's, totally. It's, it's true. It's choosing your battles. Yep. Also, also yep. expectation. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're going to start. Amberly, what worked for you in this movie? What did you actually enjoy about I it? I like that you're starting with that so, so much. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay. You can get something. <laughs> there's there's going to be something in there. Um I really liked the little uh the little lady character with the goggles. Yeah, yeah, man, she was adorbs. <laughs> yeah. she, where's my boyfriend? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, she, that was cute. Oh yeah. Um I really liked that about it. Uh-huh. Well, was that the end of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I could add like two things to that. Probably. I can't think. Yeah. I really, you know, it's like it was an action film and I like action films, but I didn't even think it did a great job at that. No, it didn't. I, no. You know, like I, I, and I was like thinking, it's like maybe if I had watched this in the theater, this would have been a better experience because at least then the flashing mm. lights. But then I was like, well, then I would have paid 16 bucks for this. <laughs> And so I, I mean, to I, that point, I actually liked it better at home. Yeah, like, I, was, I actually liked it better in my own because maybe like I, I posted about this on uh, Facebook way back in the day. It it felt more like Star Wars to me being able to watch it in my living room as opposed to in a theater. And I know theaters are the that. best way to and see it, but it, yeah, it just because most of the time that Star Wars has been around, you've probably watched it in yeah, your house. Exactly, all yeah. six movies. It could yeah. be that, yeah. but it's also like this is shot for the small screen. It was, and like, JJ Abrams really does was. that. Yeah, and it, it like huh. any trailer I saw for it was great on my TV, and then I got to the movie and I was like, this is not fun to look at. And then I watch it. I'll argue home. with that. Okay, so I agree with you. There was definitely the cinematographer. Yeah. Of this is like Abrams cinematographer. Yeah, so that's that really like, unfortunate. Which it is, but I mean, he did a good job. I thought with Star Trek, but Star Trek is more meant to be like a TV show. Yeah, right. so he kind of made sense for the Star Trek movie, and yeah. I thought he did right. a good job with both of those. But then you look at this one, and it's like, granted, it's not the most well shot film in the world. That doesn't mean it's like uninteresting it, to look at. But he it has a good job with it. Like, but the it has composition its was fine. It just wasn't great well so, that has a caveat too that there are moments there are moments that are really really good next to moments that are just pedestrian to look at and yeah 
I think like I just got bored until I saw those scenes with, okay. visually. Like what? Like one of the things I thought is like there were like good jokes that were then poorly timed. Yep. And it was like that the was almost was funny. Yeah. The like, editing was the strong. I think it, was the weakest part of the film. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And so it's like there was all these, and I think that in a lot of ways, like you were saying, there's a lot of things that it was like, oh my gosh, that was almost good. Yep. You know, and then it was just like slightly not where it should have been. That's what I was. You just described how I feel about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's my feelings towards Abrams in general. Like he's a great director and everything, yes, but most of his movies are just fine. So he's done Star Trek (gasps) and what else? He did like Super Eight. He did. I really thought he did a good job on the Star Trek ones, though. Yeah, I mean, did, but yeah, he... Yeah. I thought about the Star Trek but movies that's are one great, of the problems but it's, it's, that I have. Like, I, I had so many reservations by them choosing Abrams going into this because, largely, he did Star Trek. And as a person who has been on both sides of the divide, as in fandom, they're so separate. Yeah. If you, you, you shouldn't mix them. And... He, he should have been disqualified immediately because he did Star Trek. I, I disagree. That. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, I disagree, think yeah. that the Star Trek movies were nothing like the show. Right. Yeah. yeah. It didn't even uh, have that the doesn't matter. Of the show. That in he my still did them. Opinion in that those movies were fun action movies. Right. And that's kind of what Star Wars it's supposed to is. be. Well, the be. thing yeah. is, but Star Wars also has more heart to it than that. And totally. he missed that. Star Trek. He yeah. lost. He didn't. So the then maybe it's not that Watchmen. it's just he did Star Trek. Oh, yeah. you're watching the movie. You lost the heart. But here's here's where I'll also counter is that. As far as picking someone who could capture what people loved about Star Wars in parts, they picked the right person who can capture how you felt. He has a he's a nostalgic director in a way. He's a feely so like, guy. He's he a is, feely yeah. guy, and he. It felt I mean, like he was winking at me this whole time when I was yeah, watching but, the film. But, but he was, oh my god, he was. there were so many nods to fandom and so yeah, many yeah. nods. It was like masturbation. It was. <laughs> and but, you, and you, I, heard, I haven't even made it through any of the movies. I'm <laughs> hoping that he had to get that out of the way to kind of reset the tone for Star Wars and that Which they're going to let episodes eight and nine go. That is what wild. he has been saying. Yeah. Yeah. He did say that it was supposed to feel like a new hope. Yeah. Specifically to try to get rid of the prequel taste in their mouth. But I, I don't think that was the right way to go with it, personally. Yeah. I, I feel like... I agree. I agree. I agree. It's like, like if I go to a bar and a guy dry, buys me a really nice drink and I enjoy the way it tastes, if he's drink, winking at me the whole time I'm like drinking it, I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> What's in that drink? <laughs> I just uh, have a condition. There's wink, rupees wink, wink. in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... It was probably three scene, three winks too many. Because watching it on... This is probably my fourth time at home. And uh, I, I realize it... It's not beat for beat a new hope. It's not story it's point not. for no, story no. point. But there are, are like ten solid like wink nods to a new hope that just like totally took me out of it. From I, I could almost listen the opening scene being putting something in a droid, uh, the cantina scene doing like I hated cuts the of all the a- different aliens in the universe, uh, the whole Death Star plans blowing up you know ship that dog was really fighting. The, we'll get into that it's at the end. Bigger. of So, but that was really the I think that was. That's where they lost most everyone. Yeah, and, but I, which is awful because that's when the movie actually started getting good, like for a movie. But then yeah. we were like, oh, it's just going to be the end of a new hope from here yeah. on out. I mean, no, I like, we'll just talk about it now because I mean, if you look back at the day when Jedi came out, the biggest complaint was like, another Death Star, really? Yeah. How the fuck do you go? Maybe the third time they'll like it. Like, <laughs> and they were even thinking? like, oh, so it's another Death Star, and everyone's like, no, it's not. It's Bigger. I wish. Oh, it's shut up. Bigger. It's the size oh. of a planet instead yeah. of a moon. Which See, okay. It's a now star. here's my question: Can it move, or did it just eat its own sun, and now the planet will die? That's it has the to move I because, got right? It. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how they knew that it would fire when the sun was gone. Yeah, because but it they did say that it's a first planet. time. Planets can't fly. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> they rotate no. suns. Which they just destroyed. Right. Yeah. So did they just destroy their own base in an effort to try to... I mean, they Maybe they, they timed it so could. that when the sun was gone, they flew tangentially out of orbit <laughs> towards the next they solar actually, system. They actually used the power of the vacuum gla- ga- um, gap from the gravity <laughs> yeah, that is right. no longer That's there. That's what I'm saying. It, it shot, shot them the out power, of orbit. Yeah. Where you know, was, one thing that was missing in this film was all of that science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, that was one of the things about it, too, is, like, there were so many things in it that it's, like, what is the logic behind this? How is this even possible? Right. You know, like... I mean, I think we're going to sit here and we're going to defend things that they didn't even think about going into it. But to be fair, it could have been that their entire goal was to suck up that sun and wipe out the New Republic. And they did that. 
And yep. then it's like, well, our base has served its purpose. We've basically destroyed 80% of our uh, opposition. They blew up who we've never met. Then why are no, they like, no. well, why are they in panic the to leave at the Coruscant's end? Coruscant's always the that middle planet. They had an execu- it's exit the, plan. Like, they did. I mean, Kylo Ren did, but he's a dick, so he left all of his friends on the planet to blow up. Well, and it's not actually Coruscant. I forget what planet they no, called it. No, it is not it, Coruscant, it wasn't. Unfortunately. But they don't clarify it. And then but you see it's part of the core. They, the, like, but was that the if it's core not the core, planet? then what did they blow up? Because that's, that's where the, the like the new rep- whatever they're the called. The Coruscant's always supposed to be the head of the government in every government, essentially. Well, yeah, yeah because this movie didn't follow Star Wars rules. I mean, why would they? <sighs> to be fair, why would they build their government in the ruins of the Empire? Because, because the it's Empire symbolic was and it's Star Wars, and I feel like see, I'm just being stabbed in the face right now. This is where this is actually going to be. You guys are going to be. You're going to go nuts when I say this, but that's something the prequels did right versus oh. A Force Awakens is that no, when the, new, the Star Wars movies, exactly. the original trilogy came out, it was about this small story taking place in a huge universe. It was Luke Skywalker's, this one dude, like trying to move through life. And then uh, we got an explosion of expanded universe out of that. They wrote so many books and gave us this deep, rich history of a universe. And the prequels kind of showed us that that existed. They're like, look at mm-hmm. all these different planets, Gungans, Coruscant, all these Why'd different races. Why do you immediately start with Gungans? Because that's those are the alien, <laughs> like a, yeah. the one alien planet I can think of. Fair the bug people. They were on Naboo. Naboo. Yeah. Right. Um, but just the different aliens and like in mass, not just, oh, there's one dude, there's one Duros in the cantina scene. Let's make up some shit about him. Like the prequels actually showed us other alien cultures and stuff. Well, there was one analogy that I actually came up with in the shower today while thinking about uh, the shower. Shower thoughts. <laughs> yeah, shower thoughts. Shower thoughts with two. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a really, like a very specific divide between these, the prequels and this movie. It's like, like someone going through life in a way. Like you have this kid who wants to go to college to be the best they can be. And that was kind of what the prequels were, where they were very intelligent, very political, very talky. And for some reason, everyone hated that. And then they're just like, oh, stop it. Stop trying to be more than you are. Because the story was bad and the yeah. acting yeah. was bad. But they, it was still trying to be something like different and amazing. That's not what we hated. Because that's the problem, is yeah. everyone said that. They put down that that those movies. They put down that kid and the kid went, fine, I'm just going to move in with my parents and do what I know. That's what this movie is to me. Moving, going back from college and just moving back into their parents. I, yeah. I mean, he. it's like they unleashed this entire Pandora's box of a universe and then J.J. Abrams was like, oh shit, oh shit, we just need like yeah. one lightsaber and we're going to put it back in the little yeah. box and we it need just went down to the basement and, and played with its lightsabers box. and went, yeah, this is what everyone likes, right? Right. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, and that's why I'm almost more excited for Rogue One. And I said this after seeing Force Awakens. I'm like, oh shit, you guys, maybe these big episode seven eights and nines are going to be like our summer blockbusters they have to play it safe and yeah. they're going to be the avengers movies and we'll get fun little awesome personal stories out of these standalones well hope i mean hopefully it's not quite like that and like with ryan johnson i said a couple weeks ago that i was very hyped for yeah. the next one because it's ryan johnson yeah and he's got some chops in yeah. terms of his filmmaking and he knows and how I, to do high sci-fi high sci-fi yeah and i feel like i like Looper, him. right yeah, Looper. Looper. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I like and then Brink. the Brothers Bloom, I think. Brothers Bloom. Which was hilarious. I love that. Movie. The episode Fly of Breaking Bad, which is, I think, the best episode of Breaking Bad. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bottle episode. Yeah. Always looking for the so fly. So that's why I'm not ready yeah. To, dis- yeah. to, to dismiss it yet, but it does create problems for this one. Like, so the, a, yes. the unfortunate thing is that the director's main job on set is um, actors and chemistry. So yeah. with, when you're going into Star Wars, I actually thought um, they gave Ray and, and Finn like some great chemistry together. Yeah. Well, that's, um, I, I want to actually start moving into I actually need to talk about that <laughs> so i just want to say I, that these characters are going to be set and ryan johnson might not have a lot of creative control okay. okay at what point do they actually develop a relationship in which he cares about her enough to be like chasing her down and all worried about her the moment the, he sees I her because she's a girl yeah I think yeah she's right. the first exactly. girl I think that's they were trying to say that in the movie from what? the very moment she's like don't take my hand what are you trying to do to me you know no, and I. Which here's is the thing wonderful. Is, I, I, I will. Happily, I love that part. <laughs> I will happily defend this because I. I think they do answer that in the movie. I feel like yeah. that was a problem in the script, and somebody brought it up, and they answered it when he when she's like, um, I don't remember what her question is. He's like, Well, you looked at me like I was a person. 
Yeah. So she was the first person who ever actually paid attention to him like a human being. Because he was a stormtrooper. So like a lost puppy, he yep. went, I love you because yep. you like me. You will pay attention to me. Exactly. So I hit that under your stairs because I yeah. love you. Yeah. And that was, he what? He was totally dug from up. I mean, that yeah. was, yeah. he just found somebody who would actually pay attention to him as a human being and went, I need that person in my life always. And then he like took it to the extreme of what he thought a hero is supposed to be doing. Yeah. And he he's like finding out that it's actually somewhere in the middle yeah, ground. Yeah, he's never... Yeah. Te- I'll, I'll go with that because he's technically he's never been able to really think on his own before. Nope. He's been reconditioned his whole life specifically. And this is his first like outing as a person. And I think right. it is to a relationship based out of it, like started from adversity. So it's, yeah. it's definitely going to need to even out in the next one or future ones. Like, yeah, that's where you're going to build that character. But like I could buy it just based off of they're in a crazy circumstance. And of course you're going to latch on. Yeah. I mean, in my, in my opinion, here's the thing. We're going to shit on this movie a lot. And I, I feel bad about that. Cause I actually really You've already like shat it. On it quite a bit. Uh, but I, I will make the argument that I think Finn is the best thing to come out of this movie. Yeah. I, and I wish it was Ray. I really like Ray. I know the cosplayers around the world think she's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. But Ray, I feel, is a very, very, very uneven character who needs a lot of I, work. Um, so was Luke. So um, was Luke. That's true. And yeah. Luke became a wonderful character in yep. later films. So I'm not. She's not out of the running yet. But as of right now, I go with Finn. I know that Emberly <laughs> and I have a lot to say about Ray. Yeah. So I'll say my bit first. <laughs> On the third viewing of this film. However much I I like her character because she has so much potential and the the actress is very charismatic and she makes me care about her. The way they wrote wrote her specifically, I did start to get really freaking annoyed at because she's good at everything. Yep. Right? Yeah. She's good at flying, she's good at fighting, she's good at talking, she's good at fixing, she's good at this. How is she she's not like she's beyond MacGyver. She just can do whatever she wants. How? Like how? So was Anakin. You, but, yes, but, but Anakin no, Anakin was still shown to, like work on droids all his life as right. like a hobby, and he would fly around. He's like, I used to shoot things out the side of my land speeder. Oh yeah, and he's like, lines like that. I he know how to fly the Millennium Falcon and fix it and do all these workarounds. But what I do is tear things off old spaceships. It <laughs> makes it imply that she. Um, well, okay, so the guy who was played by Simon Pegg, what was his name in the movie? Do you remember? Oh, what I is that? I don't. The, name. the portions guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it seem like he has been watching her his whole life, and right. he has probably been um, taking on a, an Obi Wan role where he actually loves her and is caring for her on someone's uh, command. But he you're is, inflecting damn, a lot. They, they should you have are shown inflecting that in the a movie. lot because, yeah. from my interpretation of it, you have this girl that's like basically been orphaned into like indentured. Sl- slavery right and she's just like picking up scraps and sure she can do some mechanic stuff but how the fuck it does she know enough to like basically be because an, he's been training her a pilot the way and that you're, engineer. But you're, she knows so much about the you're Millennium Falcon it implies that. no I'm not she has so many lines wait, about how, how she knows tell me well, how you're not sure. assuming he's that he's trying to you guys okay. keep interrupting okay. me well, no, no. That's, I want to get to the core of that because I'm curious myself. I want to get to the core yeah. what you're getting to the explain core explain it Ryan I'll over, Ryan explain it uh, Ryan uh, explain it uh, <laughs> All of her dialogue with uh, Harrison Ford on the Millennium Falcon is about how she knows that uh, the dude had installed. She knows the history of the Millennium Falcon. She knew that that dude had installed the thing on the hyperdrive. She knew she had flown it in training before. She kind of says that to Finn in a loud moment. That is pretty well passed over. Uh, so, like, she. It seems like that guy who gives her portions uh, is. Uh, almost like an indentured servant relationship, but he's also been training her in mechanics and scavenging and engineering. I would argue that I think he was, um, I don't think he cares about her at all. I think he was paid to watch her. That's fair. So uh, either way, the role they is they show that, his arm grabbing yeah. well, her that, arm. Right. That's, that's all yeah. you, that one moment is all you can infer from. Is the uh, moment from the flashback where he you see his I would, hand holding her? I would her. also and assume, and now we'll find out in later episodes. I think yeah. she was one of Luke's students. I think. Well, yeah, that's what the running assumption. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think because otherwise she wouldn't know half the shit she knows. I think that's the only way that she can really kind of know it. And they the big old there is yeah. a good chance, and this is kind of from uh, I read a, a spoiler of episode eight. Now, this is the only thing that I'll throw out there is that. Maybe her mother was one of Luke's students, and that's mm. that would explain why she doesn't remember Luke or Jedi training, but also why she's super strong in the Force. Yeah, okay. but with all those assumptions, since that's all we're doing right now is assuming all those things, right. just looking at her character in the film without all that, I just feel like they put her on such a pedestal. Like they took, they brought her to the level of like idealism, like 
because we want strong female characters. That's what we want. Everyone's feeding for them. Like, we're just like, give it to us. And they gave it to us in such a way that felt, like I said, I'm just repeating myself now, idealistic, where she was plucky, she was cute, she was smart, she was this, she was that. She was everything we want. With, But so when you give us such a cute, pretty little package, it feels... F- it doesn't feel sort real. Sort of like a, a checkbox <gasps> that a dude filled out. Yeah. Like, okay, Cupid. It's it's an overcorrection, is yeah, what it is. Right. It's kind of like it's we want no we character want strong flaw. female characters. Right. So she's the greatest female ever. <laughs> it's like you can have a flawed female character, and she does have flaws. I know pride. you keep saying there's no yeah pride. She is overly, way overly. She proud. is a yeah. little. She is afraid of experiencing new things in a and way. She's, yeah. But then so she's still. She can't leave. Jakku. But then she like, jumps into everything head first. She says she can't do it, but then she just goes dive in that's so, pride there's yeah. nothing I can't do like, there's character flaws in there they're just not well explored right yeah. well nothing and no character in this is well explored no. They, no. they're really it's, setting it's, there is Poe Danrick who's just really pretty and a good pilot well, but nothing fair, else to be fair Poe wasn't supposed to be in the movie he I know to be but it's just so funny because yes is that he true? is pretty. that makes perfect sense yeah. Yeah. he's supposed what to die in the TIE Fighter the crash the hell yeah. there is Sorry. no main character in this movie there nope. is no like it was a bait and switch. Disney pushed really hard to make us think that Finn was going to be the new lightsaber wielder. They put him on the poster. They yep. put him in the trailer holding the lightsaber to say, hey, look at us. We listen to you. We're going to put a female in the lead. We're going to make you think it's going to be the guy. We're going to pull the rug out from under you, and it's gonna, you're going to love it. And then we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I still love the character. Like, that's, like, when I, we'll go back to it. Like, I really, really like a lot of this movie. I just don't really like it as its own movie. Right. And I, that's the, the biggest problem with it, and especially with how I, hiring Abrams as the director, is he doesn't make standalone movies. No. And when he does, they're okay. He said as much. He yeah. Said, he's like, I specialize, basically, paraphrasing. Yeah. I specialize in making movies that introduce mystery into the story. Yeah. And where I, you're like, yeah. ooh, what is that? What's that about? What's that about? God, I hope oh, they explain all that. And so everyone is sitting here saying almost the exact same thing, which is, God, I hope they explain that in the next movie. I can't wait to see what which, that's all about, yeah. which is great. Which I really... Ryan Johnson movie, makes very good, not, solid films. Which I also yeah, feel I'm a lot about Batman versus he, Superman. Uh, but here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think after many, many Marvel movies where like there's always these mysteries, there's always the next mystery... You kind of get wonders like, am I going to get any satisfaction from the next well, one, no, or am I going to be mean, pushed onto the next one? I right. can argue with Marvel at least. At least Marvel, each movie is its own movies. There's questions in it, sure, for other movies, but yeah. this one doesn't answer any of its own questions, and no. that's right. the biggest problem. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like the entire movie is a setup for another movie, and what the fuck is the point of watching yeah. the movie then? Yeah. Well, that's how honestly that's how I feel every time I watch A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love some scenes, the Obi Wan and Darth Vader fight are great, but I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to finish this so I can put an Empire. Yeah, but that's <laughs> because. Empire exists. Right. So when Star Wars came out, it is a standalone film. Oh, like, totally. It, it has its own beginning, middle, and end. It answers most of its own questions. It leaves some stuff there in case they got their sequel. Yeah. This one doesn't do any of that. Because they it, know they have the sequel. Because right. they know have a sequel. Yeah. But that just, it, it's such a cop-out to go, like, for me, the biggest offender of this is when uh, Maz gives uh, Finn the lightsaber. How did you get that? That's great question. And a story for another time. What? Why? 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 Fuck you! Just like well, oh, I, give us they some, were like, lore. being right. shot at. It's not a best time to go into a story. Well, then don't introduce it then, and right. don't they don't throw in the question of like when they walk away for a second. Maz looks at Han Solo. Who's the girl? Smash cut away. Like stop with right. that. Like hmm. just if you're gonna don't pose the question because we as audience members are already asking the question. Like we, you remember how cool it was to find out through the the history of Luke's father through Obi-Wan. Oh, he was the greatest pilot in the, the yeah. war, and he died fighting Darth Vader. And yeah. then to find out, oh, Darth Vader is my father. Like, those are all great things. Great, like, yes. exposition, backstory to all these characters. It introduces a POV and, to it. Like, oh, right. so this yeah. is Obi-Wan's point of view. Wait, what's the real, like... Right, right but you don't From even, you don't even wonder that. Because yeah. in that first movie, which we said was standalone, we that conversation is like... Whoa, his dad was like, sounds awesome. I hope he goes and kills Darth Vader in this movie yep. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Instead of, oh, we don't know who your dad is. We don't know where he is. Right. We don't know if he's coming back or if he was cool or if he's a bad guy. Yeah. So then the next movie, you're like, oh, that's another cool thing yeah. to add to this like list of story elements. And we still know things. It's very weird. That's I'm going to move on. Yeah, that's we, fine. We've been bitching yeah. about Finn and so, Ray. Finn and Ray. We need to talk right. about Kylo. Good old Kylo Good old Ren. Kylo Ren. Who I actually like. 
despite his emo everything, I still think he's the best character in the movie. Agreed. He's the best looking character. (laughs) (laughs) I like some things about him. We get his motivation. I still like Finn more, but I I honestly had to get kind of over, like, I'd seen him in Girls, the HBO (laughs) show. And I had to get over that, that, like, I had, like, when he first he showed his face, I was like, "You, you peed on Lena Dunham." Different character, <laughs> yeah. Then he the, wasn't girl. The only exposure. No, it, it's different enough, but his face, that pouty face, yeah. and just sure, all I can think of is just that. And then I got over it after he started doing his tantrums and actually getting yeah. into the role. But there was a little bit of taking me out of it. Jeff really likes his tantrums. I oh man, yeah, because like that was like great. the most He's defining more, character action that was done by any character in the, in the whole movie, movie. yeah he yeah. had the biggest the best character flaws that he can't yeah. use the force unless he's mad and he gets mad really easily and right. he's like he's a misguided. brat he's totally all the way a brat. through he's yeah. a fanboy brat yeah <laughs> jerk who's he, like trying to be something he's not he's I just so <laughs> easy to describe that that to me that's what makes him my favorite and he has a great blowout let's not forget about that what makes it interesting is that maybe the biggest <laughs> maybe the biggest threat in the galaxy isn't someone who's super trained super focused like a right. sith lord it's a it's a tantruming crybaby with a lightsaber and some force powers that's yeah. the worst threat he, in the galaxy and i could believe he, that he has more yeah. than just some force powers. and he yeah. actually has like, had a, force yeah. a like lot of training Trump. he just said he right. can't focus it yeah, yeah. right <laughs> Well, it's like, I, I think, I think the, you can infer from this movie or assume that he was trained really well on the light side mm-hmm. and then now is like figuring out how to use the dark side of the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Snoke. Snoke is holding back training. Right. Yeah, yeah we right. still don't yeah. even know what Snoke is because he's uh, not a Sith Lord. Um, Do you think he's actually that big or it's just, it's a, just hologram. a hologram? They have yeah. said that he is a big character as in tall, but they, he's not as big as that. They That's said cool. probably like between nine and ten feet. Probably like the, what are the people from the cloning facility yes. and the prequels. Oh, I'm pretty certain he's a clone. Oh. I'm pretty certain. I just that. meant the, the species that runs the cloning facility, like Kaminoans or whatever they're called. Yeah. They're tall yeah. and lanky. So one That's yeah. kind of what he looks like. One of the best moments in this movie uh, is the intro, and I loved it when Kylo Ren, we see kind of a new force power. He actually stops that bolt in midair yeah. and it hangs there. That was pretty awesome. Cool. And then when... Uh, answered, a, answered a very basic question I've always had about Star Wars, like, can the Jedi stop a... Bolt? That is yep. a great Yes, again. They can also absorb them depending yeah. on their abilities. But. Um, so then the old guy, I forget his name, but he says to Kylo Ren, I knew who you were before you called yourself Ren. And that was like the first cool hint that we got out of it. And then like we're like, oh, who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Uh, and then we just see him talking to Snoke. Your father, Han Solo, is here. I'm like, that is the worst reveal yeah. to his identity that I've ever heard. Can we like have it revealed when... Han Solo calls him Ben for the first time, or can we have it revealed uh, when Han and Leia meet again for the that first time? That's when I wanted it. Yeah. When they, when, all we needed him to say is, I saw our son. Yep. And it's like, oh shit, it's their son? Yep. Not, your father, Han Solo, is yeah. here. You have to fight him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. Uh, I totally agree. That would have been I better. also can't believe I didn't see it coming, like 100% sure, I, when they cast Adam Driver and stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty obvious, pretty early yeah, on. Knew they were, yeah. they were going to bring in the kids thing because yeah. they had to. But I thought totally Ray was going to be But the I also kid. think everyone is the son of either of the three main characters. So, yeah, like, so like, they're all going to be it's all one family that we're focusing on in this entire Well, tri- I like, I'm starting to I'm starting to lean more towards the side that Ray is a descendant of Obi-Wan. Could be. I'm not sure. I got uh, for me, I don't really even care at this point. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of one of those things where, like, the more the movie tells me I have to care about who her parents are, the more I'm like, well, I just don't care then. Like, like why is that <laughs> well, your that's, big mystery? That's yeah. the thing. Is like, at a certain point, there was too much mystery saturation. So I just stopped yes. caring, stopped yeah, paying right, attention. Right. So when Snoke was there, it's like, who's he? Don't give a shit. Yep. Well, it's not that like, I don't give a shit. It's just like, I can wait. Yeah, I can wait. Yeah. I'm totally interested in finding We're out who he is and what Freddy is. We're getting a movie every year for how long? Until they stop making money. <laughs> We're gonna be- Until I, we're dead, we for will, sure. All of us here at the table... We'll never see the end of Star Wars. She we said never, that the uh, yeah, we executive f- Disney said well, they want that. I will live forever. <laughs> it's <laughs> because <laughs> you're researching <laughs> all those things. But she will not watch yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing on Kylo Ren that I thought Probably this movie did really well was his voice effects. I mean, yeah. T- yeah. to like try to bring back James Earl Jones, the genius of his Darth Vader, they had big shoes to fill. It's and the best modulated the best voice they could do. in cinema in a while. Yeah. Actually. It's better and it's than actually Bane, Adam Driver's sure. voice, I'm pretty better sure. Oh, I wrote that down. It's better than Bane. You can understand <laughs> it and it's intimidating. Bane, yeah. Nope. But I, I like what they did with, with Kylo Ren. And, and it, as an unexpected villain. And yeah. one as such a, like a powder keg, unexpected, like just a wild card. I was like, yeah. that's, that's a new way to take it. And 
maybe a better we can get a better sense of what Anakin and for had. me like those are the little glimmers in there that make yeah. me still enjoy this movie and yeah. still want to watch it and still in because like, it's still not a bad film because there oh. are things in there that work it's just there's a lot of things in there and either it's Abrams or it's um, I'm forgetting your name Kennedy yeah, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy yeah. uh, like it's it's either people like we need to universe build and world build and this sort of stuff. Like, well, that shit's been done. Right. Yeah. Your job's right. done. Yeah. That, that you can stop worrying about like, it. Yeah. Your well, work people unnecessary. said that to her, and then she went, "Fuck you." The problem really? is, yeah. to a certain I'm going to say that's legacy. <laughs> they would have to pay the writers to use those storylines. Well, that's uh, even they have the money. Be, yeah, they, yeah, they have the money. But they for clearly money. didn't want to spend it because yeah. we saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's like whether or not they want to use the extended universe is fine. Even if you're only using the first six movies, still the universe has been built. Yeah. Like you don't need to go. Well, this is the first order, not the empire. Like, why does that matter? That, well, and all those details. Too. The yeah. writers of those books don't own the like the details of the planets, the races, right? The particular. Yeah. That's like, all Lucas. I'm not film. even talking about the books. I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit about the books right now. They're yeah. like, great books. You should all read them. We could have explored those aliens them. that we saw in the cantina the Most first time. Yeah. We could have get like Some more of, of a what a <laughs> Aquilish the the uh, one of those guys who yeah. gets his arm cut off. Like, what are they like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff that was already in the movies that we could have explored that we as fans are already well aware of. Yeah that you didn't need to completely reboot the universe because that's really what this movie feels like to me is it's a half television pilot half movie reboot yeah and, and it's like, like yeah. neither one of those are TV star wars pilot. to me great way to describe yeah. it and yeah. like that's not okay like it's still a good movie but like we as star wars fans who just sat through all those fucking prequels and gave those <laughs> billions of dollars deserved better and that sounds very entitled and angry, and I know that's not what I like to do in this podcast. And it was almost impossible, yeah, honestly. And, right. They had an impossible task. They did. I yeah, didn't absolutely. envy them. Like, it, but, it, it you know. could have been Spielberg they, alone. I have done to it. say that they have enough money and there's enough fan base that you could just make a good, solid movie yeah. using the characters you you know well that's and, partially and what building on do the characters next. that you know yeah. you know like yeah but yeah. why but why do you need an entire movie that's a setup of it it's, exactly it's literally masturbation like when when han solo comes out the first time there might as well have been a live studio audience going yay <laughs> yes. i hated so that true. i hated that the, i saw when the trailer came yeah. out and they ended it with that i was just like god i hope that's home. not in the movie because if that's in the movie fuck it I love Why? that the whole, oh, man, some pirates finally took our ship off a planet and we finally captured them. Let's revel in being in the Millennium Falcon and let's hit some buttons before we find the intruders. It's yeah. so silly. And then let's like, kill the people why? from the raid. How dare you? The biggest waste of talent. You have the two of the most <laughs> amazing physical actors ever who can do the most amazing stunts Ever and you kill them with a CGI ball from hell. Well, really no one, okay, no so, one who made the decisions on that right. saw the this, yeah. so wait. this hasn't been brought up yet, and I, I unfortunately think this movie was seriously taken down by Harrison Ford's like an injury because I think so much of that stuff was reshot and to frame out his cast and to not oh. move Harrison Ford and not move Chewbacca because also Peter Mayhew's old and, and very immobile. Like Let- it really hurt the movie. Now, can I not be a dick to Peter Mayhew with saying he shouldn't have been in this movie? Oh, I, I have I a feeling that, that he wasn't as much as we think he, he was. He was yeah. The close-ups and the, the facial puppetry, he yeah. had that, and that was great. He does the I, classic Chewbacca. I'm assuming any time his legs were moving, yeah, it wasn't that's him. that's true. Yeah, and it, That's my guess. Because he didn't have a cane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say the, the, the actors I wish weren't in this film. <laughs> Peter Mayhew. Poor Peter Mayhew. Carrie Fisher. <laughs> I love Carrie Fisher. Harrison Ford. She. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill Mark actually Hamill. had the best moment in the whole film for me. Uh, but I love Carrie Fisher. I do. And I love Princess Leia. They should have recasted because she can't play Leia anymore. Oh, no. no it wasn't <laughs> Leia. There's no choice to recast them. No. And just because we're in that scene right now, why is 3PO in this movie? Nobody acknowledges him. He <laughs> talks to everybody the whole movie, and nobody says a yeah, word. Yeah, it's no, really I think weird. That's kind of great. That's kind of 3PO. Yeah. <laughs> is there just like a ghost of 3PO walking? That's kind of spot on his character. I like that. Like, no, but uh, throughout the rest of the throughout the entire franchise, everyone interacts with him. He yeah. says things, and they say something to him. And now oh, is this yeah. just like twenty years later? Like, holy fuck, this thing will not leave us. No, like, I think it's the same that Chewbacca kind of like was like, oh, okay, whew, he's gone. I can get on with my Wookiee life. Like yeah. he, he is just kind of twenty years later, is kind of fed up with the bullshit, and that's how everybody oh, feels about three PO. What the actually is that why he doesn't? I didn't hug Leia. I yeah. didn't pick up on this <laughs> moment, but when they're around the 
like big conference area and they're looking at the map and Leia says to Han, don't do that. And he's like, what? Anything. And then she walks off and then Han looks at C-3PO and then C-3PO looks at Han and goes, princesses. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> She's a general like, now. So, again, <laughs> such a feminist movie. Like, is C-3PO a sexist now? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Yeah, the gender neutral droid is a sexist. <laughs> I was he, he so taken said, aback. He could have changed that line to royalty and it would have had zero sex, yeah. sexist guys. Or he could have just gone, Leia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've known her for 30 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> it was so like, sh- I was so mad. I didn't catch that the first two viewings at all, probably because I was ignoring 3 people like everyone just else. Gone, like vaginas and uses like auto crooked arms yeah. to like nudge him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never seen one. <laughs> Well, and his arm was red too, so it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Inexplicably red. How did he lose his red arm? He made a vagina. That's joke. another Leia, story for another time. <laughs> it's in a comic. It's in a comic. It's in a comic. They've yeah. already answered it. Oh, okay. Nobody Which cared. One? Yeah. They've totally. The 3PO, comic. The 3PO one? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they wrote that way after the movie had been written, and yeah. Abrams had nothing to do with that creative decision of why yeah. C3O has a red arm. He's like, ah, give him a no, red arm. He, yeah, th- that was, he said that he changed it. Because he said that it should show that he aged over time, so he gave him mm. a red arm. Yeah. Oh, boy. But the comic was great. I haven't read it. How about Chewbacca? Not how did he age? Chewbacca's dead. He got gray hairs. He did. Chewbacca's not not dead. Oh, he's a clone. (laughs) Fuck. He died in the books. These aren't the books. Right. I know. They threw it out. He might as well died because Peter Mayhew's too old to play him. Yeah, but But, I mean, I'm sorry. I I love Peter Mayhew, but you have the most recastable character the entire (laughs) movie. So easily. I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's what they did. Yeah, well, they just had him injured the whole time. We're kind of dancing around it, but I think. By trying to appeal to this perceived larger fan base and get everything in there to appease for the prequels, made a completely mediocre movie. Yeah, oh, because yeah. they because they gave fans what they wanted, not what they needed. Yeah, they and gave I've, us gave up in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like even as a very in, like self entitled angry fanboy that I am, like. I still like the movie. Yeah. Like it's not like yeah. I, I know there's problems. Well, why don't with it, we? Why I don't we shift, I'll also I'll watch. Why it don't we shift the lot. gears to actually the stuff we like? Because there are things in there that I've I like. Say what I like the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's things like BB-8 was a Kylo wonderful Ren. new thing. Oh, I can't believe we didn't mention BB-8 yet. BB-8 was great, but she's got an opinion. Do you not like BB-8? I just don't. The, the mechanics of that thing doesn't make any sense. It's rolling <laughs> through the fucking desert. Yep. It's got two pieces, and somehow that doesn't ever get clogged up in all the sand. It but doesn't ever get like lint in it. Like BB-8 is Luke Skywalker. That, that is yeah. real. No, no. The whole thing See, is real with that. Right. That's well, not C three. Yeah, or but 3D. There, but what you're not seeing is the set people who are cleaning it every five seconds so that <laughs> well, it can actually see, continue. We're also, not seeing, we're also not seeing hair and makeup making sure that Kylo Ren's hair is perfect coming out of that helmet. All right. Is that oh. your only <laughs> issue with BB-8? Because otherwise I feel no, like no, it's no, like no. the I most have, expressive droid I, in all of I Star have, Wars. I have, uh, this is my other problem with him and it's that scene where um, Finn's the black guy, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Trooper. I'm not I'm not good at remembering character names and there's a lot of characters in this movie so it's tough for me. But so... Um, you know, we've we've established that BB-8 can communicate with what's the girl's name, Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've established that BB-8 can uh, communicate with Ray. She understands him. They have a like they've developed their own relationship, and then they get onto the ship, and Finn like somehow convinces the droid who originally thought that he, that uh, had killed his friend all of a sudden he's convincing him not to tell ray and there's no reason behind it and it's like this very expressive thing that can communicate to this girl so easily all of a sudden it's just like oh no i'm not gonna tell for no apparent reason that this guy is not really he does the thumbs up it's the most adorable moment just so you guys know though you keep saying him and technically from what they say bb8 supposed to be a girl okay he's voiced by a man Two men. Two men. Right. But they say it's supposed to be a girl droid. That's Bill what they Hader said. Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz are they the voices <laughs> yep. of him. That's awesome. Yep. yep. By the way. Her. Uh, her. It was a big problem that I think they were just trying to rehash R2-D2. Of course. They updated R2-D2. They wanted yeah. a new toy. I, I they wanted that, something to sell. I like the character. I like the character, I, I, I too, that. but that's why they made it. But why a little droid again? What? You know, give us a little he alien. a little cuter droid. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a little alien person. I, Give us a ooh. tall droid. I Let's want a mix little up alien. the Chewbacca's and the, a- and the found, aliens and the droids. I found all his scenes to be fun and cute. And yeah. they brought like a levity of that was more were. genuine than a force, like their forced jokes. Like his moments of levity or her moments of levity were like, 
oh, I, I dig it. There's like there's an entry point for me in this, character wise. Yeah, and I just like the, like the design was fun. It was imaginative versus like yep. every other droid has like this blocky, we're from the seventies look, and yeah, BB-8 was like the first modern look of a droid I've seen yep. in the entire series. Although it does beg the question now, going in episode eight, why do we need R2 at this point <laughs> to be the hero? Uh, I've always said that R2-D2 is the main character and the hero of the entire saga. So and R2-D2 is a total badass. He's back. Him and Chewbacca. Chewie's like, all right, Han's dead. You're ditching C-3PO. You and I are going to continue <laughs> yeah. on to I'd watch move that. this story I'd forward at that. every turn. God, that'd be the most annoying movie to watch ever. Just... I'm down. If there's no subtitles, I'm not watching it. That's like a silent movie. They don't need to speak. You know what? They did that in... Pixar. Wally. Wally. Yeah. They did it in Wally. Yeah, but Wally That's can Wally. just go Wally. <laughs> <laughs> they can make the droids Pokemon R2, R2, R2. <laughs> BB, BB8. <laughs> BB8, BB8. <laughs> I choose you, BB8. Again, I'd watch it. I was it. already in a ball. <laughs> I would love they installed a voice box for BB-8, and even though it is a she, yeah. the voice is like, okay, I know what you're doing. God, if they got James Earl Jones back to voice BB-8. Yes. <laughs> like Dr. <Suck> Girlfriend. <laughs> the entire galaxy is your kingdom. You, you stole my, that jacket from my friend. <laughs> Why did you finish? We will rule the galaxy together. Damn, girl, you got a deep voice. <laughs> I have a cold. You smoke? <laughs> one, one, I want to go to the very beginning, the opening crawl right after it, that first shot, which... Is why I got hyped for the movie in the beginning. Like when I saw that first shot where it was all negative space, the star destroyer coming in. Mm-hmm. It was oh, a yeah. very different take on the opening shot. And I, I, for these movies, I love their opening shots and what they try to communicate. Yep. The exception of episode three. Uh, what was I forget the that one. Remember it that. jumps into a battle. Oh yeah, lame. Oh, it's right. terrible. I like the star destroyer creep. Is always the opening yep. shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like what they did with the star destroyer creep. Doing something different artistically and visually with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was what made everything else a disappointment. Granted, but. <laughs> I liked that aspect of it. Like the this new force was just dotting out the stars. Like there was just darkness. Yeah, there was darkness and mystery head in the right sort of way. I felt the ooh, the shiver of it. Can I bring up a maybe a um, controversial topic? Do we still need the space crawl at the beginning of Star Wars movies? That's yeah. so dated. I'm gonna go with yes. That's such a 70s opening. But yeah, it's but also I'm, such Star Wars. I was going to say, if you don't and do it, that would be the most noticeable. Now we're going to have one ever. a year for the yeah, rest of do forever. We have it? Now, I need it in the episodes. I will okay. not need it in Rogue One. I'm that's, sure they're still okay. going to do it. That's my question. But I don't think we'll need it for Rogue One. They, but, they don't do it in like the other th- media that they make, like uh, the TV shows. They do it in the video yeah. games and the comic books. Yeah. I think oh, for really? this one, yeah. for this one, it was needed because there was a it's lot of stuff that they just yeah we needed saved for it. We like, really needed to find out how important Luke was to the movie to find out that he's not in the whole fucking thing. That yeah. space crawl was but no importance. To, yeah. to me, taking away the space crawl is like taking away the theme song. Like it's just part of it. It's part of the experience. We could do that too. Do you, do you guys remember the episode eight uh, teaser uh, that had like that real like new updated sounding? No. To the, the credits, it was like very ethereal, uh, still the same melody, but different melody, instrumentation. They, made, they added some like minor and I thought note that was hits awesome. in there. Yeah, no, yeah. They do that to the Doctor Who theme for the, each new Doctor, too. I mean, that's fine, as long as you keep the core thing going on. I'm saying I don't think we need a full orchestra playing trumpets and violins to open a Star Wars song uh, anymore. I like that. Da, 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 da. Let's keep that melody, yeah. but let's do let's change it up. They let's dubstep will. it. They never would. The opening crawl, I was very relieved when that popped up that it was easy to understand. Yeah. Because the difference between when you sat down in episode one and you're and like, you're, wait, what? Trade Federation? What the what fuck the, are you talking about? What am about? I reading? <laughs> yeah. what, is, is, what novel is this before the movie started? <laughs> again, I, I again, went to college and tried to do yep. amazing things and people went, ugh. But that, that, first, that very first sentence... Luke is missing. I was like, like holy I shit. I understand what you just said. What does that mean? Yes. Every one of the... like. And then I was have... disappointed by, he's not missing. He went away and he doesn't want to talk right. to any of you. Yeah. He just said deuces and went to his <laughs> island. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that he's missing. It's just that he ducked out. Yeah. Yeah. He ducked out <laughs> after leaving the most complicated star <laughs> map ever. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from Sorry to interrupt. no, it's great. Aside from uh, the the main theme song of Star Wars, I actually thought JJ or I'm um, sorry, uh, John Williams did a pretty good job of updating some of the themes for the current. Yeah. And he wrote movie. some kind of new ones. I like Finn's theme. It was a little underplayed. They should have used it a little bit more. But when it's there, it's yeah. actually really good. My favorite is actually the scavenger. The dun 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 dun. Race oh, yeah. theme. Race, that, that was yeah. the one it's I remember before the race most. theme. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. 
The one that yeah. plays when she's uh, D- lowering down into the Star Destroyer for the first time. That's I'm talking about the one when she's going down the hill. Yeah, that's like what I was thinking sand of. Sled. Oh, okay. Sign, yeah, that's a really good That's Ray's theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I love that. I They're that both really good yeah. cues. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, shocker. John Williams can write good music. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some people yeah. say that he didn't do much to to this movie. Like, he just kind of replayed the same Star Wars. I've said that. Yeah. I, I don't think he replayed the same Star Wars. I think most of the new stuff he added to the movie wasn't as memorable. But as I really like, liked Ray's. I, but, I liked but, but it, but, it but the way, first like, time I watched it, I didn't walk out of the theater like humming it to myself. Nothing yeah. really mm-hmm. took me out music-wise. It didn't feel like a John Williams. It didn't feel like Star Wars, where you're watching you know, the first Harry Potter movie, and then the rest of them aren't John Williams. And you're like, uh-huh. oh, they're doing the John Williams with... Now it's the other guy. This felt like just... I mean, it's the same guy, but it still felt like the same guy... Not like 20, 30 years later. The yeah. Cantina like it, it, song was a little weird. Do you remember? <laughs> it was it, reggae. It was reggae, yeah. 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 But like those are nice touches that like it yeah. still felt, there was still enough John Williams feel to it. Which, but they did a great job of, I think everybody who's like kind of tried to interact with Star Wars over the last 30 years since the original trilogy came out, whether it be read comic books, uh, play video games, we play a role-playing game of it. It's always like, oh, let's take those eight aliens from the cantina scene and let's take that music from the cantina scene and let's rework it slightly. And this movie did a great job of going, you know, guys, that's not the only style of bar in the galaxy (laughs) or the the only eight aliens that exist. So I I like that a lot. Well, Well, 30 years later, it was just a new style of music that got popular. Ah, The first alien you see going in there is the wolf man that was in A New Hope that was just in like an extra mask and then suddenly they featured it in this one. I feel like that's the way most of the species More from Star Wars nuts. were inferred. They're like, hey, let's go to that cantina scene. All right, what kind of alien is that guy with the dinosaur mask? Yeah, <laughs> what, what's that guy? So you we know. got some alien heads. We've got the wolf man. We've got the old creature from the Black Lagoon mask. Right. We've got this mask isn't working, so we're just going to put a hood we on got and a make demon. his eyes yellow. Yes. Yeah, a demon mask. They're all old repurposed masks Completely, from around the set. Completely non sequitur. What if this is like the sequel to Ex Machina? <laughs> what? I've always been saying that. He was so pissed at the end that he just like went to the dark side. Domino Gleason I'm talking about now. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, Again, a very underused so actor in this yeah. movie. And Oscar Isaac has like turned turned around too. With that, can we talk about oh. the the amazing actors in this film that played side characters that were totally underused? Uh, Donald Gleason. So we got the, the fighters from the raid. <laughs> we Donald got Gleason. Oh, so we got Bree that. from Game of Thrones, who yep. is supposed to it is presented as a amazing female character who's total badass like and then you point lines. one gun at her and then she just yeah. totally does anything you say yeah i think they tried to oh no she wasn't good uh they're gonna bring her back obviously so. yeah because they need said she will be redeemed they, she needs good, to be good. redeemed hardcore yeah because i was i want to see her without a helmet on i want to see her do some more badass stuff. i want to see her fight and not just walk around in a cape yeah yeah we didn't uh, see her fight but even. she's a woman Aww. she has a vagina therefore she can't fight well, no, um, she can fight just better than everybody else, yeah, inexplicably. And, yeah, unless it's right. Another uh, thing I actually loved about this movie was the the choreography. The lightsaber yeah. sequences were really, I, really good. I liked to me. it because it felt unpolished. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I love. Neither one of them were fully trained, yeah. and that made it really cool. They're basically just using them like big sticks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Super dangerous sticks. And like, they're just gonna whack at each other. How none of them the just cut their own arm off was amazing. Well, how do you ever have you ever like wielded a sword? Did you cut your own arm off while doing so? Well, the swords are <laughs> solid. Mass. Yeah. A lightsaber are, touches you yeah. and it cuts it. Yeah. yeah. So it how did Ray disable Kylo Ren's saber? Did she hit the hilt at the end? Because she was just shoving it into the snow and the ground, and then she like hit it harder yeah, into the so. ground. And he's like, Oh, my lightsaber doesn't work anymore. I don't remember. Hitting that. hard into the ground. That was like how they're how it ended. How they're action. It can't yeah. believe the battery it, fell out. It can't uh, be yeah. that she hits the, the hilt because out. that would defeat the entire purpose of his cool little extra yeah. poker things. Right? His extra hilt handle right. guards, whatever. Uh, it short circuited in the snow. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Five Maybe. is alive. It's, it's, um, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I'm gonna have to move this thing into quotes, otherwise we're gonna be here all day. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm we, sorry. We didn't talk about the production design at all. Or the amazing like Okay. Just the reality of it instead of the... Or the three, costumes we want her, to talk about, but this thing's got to end at some point, guys. Wait, 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 wait. My one thing. Yes. Her stupid Let's not dress thoughts. Her yeah. stupid not dress would have gotten sucked up in her little motorcycle thing, and she would have died, and she wouldn't have been able to do any of that any of the work that she wanted to because that shit would have gotten caught on everything. So, there you go. Okay. 10 out of 10 for costume design. <laughs> <laughs> and for practicals and keeping to real sets, this movie was 100% awesome. And yeah. so many they, of the aliens being real. They yeah. oh, did yeah. just the so visuals, good. top notch. I'm sorry we didn't, we harped on so many terrible things and didn't talk about how yeah. amazing that was. Yeah. But 
total props to everything in that regard. Yeah, JJ's like wonderful. I was uh, all on board when JJ Abrams said that he's going back to practical uh, aliens, yeah. and he showed that, that teaser. Was cool. And he brought all those pe- amazing, talented people back on, and they We're he totally let he gave them free reign <laughs> yeah. to do whatever they wanted to do, basically. It as far as I can tell from yeah. like the featurette that I watched. The things that we did series. love about this movie, we did enjoy this movie. There's just yeah. a lot of problems. Okay, so quotes. <laughs> I'm gonna go first because. I think mine is the most meta quote in the entire movie, and I'm very happy with it. It comes from Han Solo, oh, um, who is very much, Abrams, I'll be in your movie, but just kill me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but So this was his thing. So they're talking about the Death Star. Not Death Star, but the Death Star. And he goes, all right, how do we blow it up? There's always a way to do that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, my quote is my feelings on the film. That's not how the Force works! <laughs> I love that line. I laughed so loud at that. John? Uh, this line when they were talking about the Kessel Run and how many parsecs and uh, Ray is like, this is the ship okay. that made the Kessel Run 14 parsecs. Han Solo's like, 12! <laughs> that makes me think <laughs> the entire cool. time the story's been 14 and Han Solo's been lying to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it was, it was great delivery. Uh, my favorite quote is another meta quote. It's actually the first line in the film. This might begin to set things right. Nice. Uh, huh. nice. There's a, the first wink for after receiving the drink. Yep. <laughs> no, the first wink was actually... Po- oh, no, it was after that. But then he puts the thing in BB-8 just like mm. Princess Leia. Um, a quote that I enjoyed was when Maz said, uh, where's my boyfriend? And yep. not that that line was any amazing line, but it was just like it really introduced that character and set that scene up really well and made it feel like there's history. And that was kind of like the first like historical, I'm quoting air quotes, historical thing where it was a character that was outside of the realm of the original characters and there was history implied within them. Yeah. Uh, My favorite quote was Chewie's. <laughs> Wait, do you need help explaining the characters again? Chewie across the table from you? Or no, 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 yeah, yeah, that's okay. the one. I really like that one. That made me laugh so hard, and then I cried. I do her. like the part when he's talking to the medic, and she's like, oh, yes, that must have been real scary. <laughs> yes! Oh, so you're, you're really brave. Yeah, so good. So, so good. So, so oh, good. More moments like that in the film. Yeah, like, like another that, moment was the like uh, line and that were like that. Where, yeah. you're like, huh. where the stormtroopers turn around was probably my second favorite moment in oh, any Star Wars so movie good. ever. Yeah. Just the, the the stop stop. We're going the other way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, th- something's right for sure. Yeah. yeah. So for the review system for today, I hope this will be easy for everyone, but we'll see. Seventies sci-fi. Oh, Anything yeah. from seventies sci-fi that can be TV, books, movies, whatever you got, it's got to come from the seventies. Okay. I have mine. Alien. Yep, there's one. <laughs> Where you have a film that is really, really great, but the second one's going to be better. Okay. I wholeheartedly disagree, but... Different, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be better in the way that it's also a different, completely different film. Okay. Because the first Alien film is a horror film. It's fantastic. But then you get into the second film, which is an action film, and then it's just <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Okay. And I think we're going to have that the opposite, where I think this one was an action film and was really good, but the next one's going to have more meat to it, and it's going to be better. I hope. Yeah. If they allow Ryan hope. Johnson to make the movie he wants to make, it will. Uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, I'm going with Logan's Run. Because oh, mm-hmm. I love Logan's Run, and it is a wonderful film with a fuckload of problems in it. Like, just a lot of, like, why is there a random guy who collects cats in Washington, D.C.? And why is there a robot who wants to freeze people to death? Like, just lots of really weird Why are decisions. women's boobs everywhere? Yeah, like, why are they running through an orgy right now? Just, like, really weird decisions that have nothing to do with the overall film that kind of take away from it. But at the end of the day, I still love the shit out of that movie. All right. She's I'm going to go with um, Star Wars. <laughs> Fuck you. That was going to be well mine. Played. The same well movie. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to say no, but it's such a good answer. I can't argue with that. True. A New Hope is the same movie. It was, in, it, in the 77, it was only Star Wars. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. True that. It, nice. was, it did turn into a New Hope by the end of the 70s, though. I think well, 79 was the re release. Do you want to go next? Soylent Green, because it yeah. turns out it's just people <laughs> 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 it's, totally just it's just finn 
It's just Luke. It's just a movie. The movie's it's, just about... It's just, it's a, just fucking a fucking movie. It's just a fucking movie. Mark Hamill actually tweeted that months before it came out. He's like, remember, guys, it's just a movie. Good for him. He's awesome. And he we want to awesome. be like, Luke, come on. Be like Luke. Yeah. Uh, I'll do uh, Return to the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Oh. Yeah, just as a, It's a sequel. It's doing what it's, sure. it's supposed whoa, to whoa, capture whoa, whoa. the magic. Stop, Badmouth, and Return to the Planet of the Apes. Brian's biased, oh. everybody. Oh, okay. Planet of the Apes is like my fucking jam. Fighting words? <laughs> I watched all of them in... And they're so good. <laughs> the last two. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> the last two. That is a very apt review. Battle of the Apes is fantastic. So, uh, Westworld. I just uh, watched yep. Westworld not that long ago. I want to watch it again soon because I heard they're rebooting it. But no, it's a TV, TV show. show. Oh, TV Jonathan show. Jonathan Nolan's writing it. Good. So, I actually think it's a pretty good parallel to Star Wars in general just because it's someone entering a world that they're not familiar with, like, you could say that about Ray or Finn leaving sure. the stormtroopers, and uh, there's robots. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just there. That's, just a good yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I got for you. Okay, nice. And there's robots. <laughs> okay, so with that, we're going to bring today's episode to a close. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter at ATH underscore podcast. Yep. Yes, I got it. <laughs> uh, next week, we have upcoming uh, Hateful Eight, finally. I've been promising it for a couple of weeks. Yes. Now it is actually coming out. We do not have uh, eight people on the show. No. Don't get Confused. Yeah, yeah. It, it will not be hate. We are the hateful. You're, you're six the ridiculous today. six <laughs> or yeah. five, I think. Um, well, but we all like each other, so yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but well, we, we'll but see. We it doesn't make us let hate, we'll less hateful about other things. Um, and then, as our goodbye today, name episode eight. Everyone gets to name their own episode eight. I'm gonna go first. Star Wars episode eight, Luke's adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Star Wars uh, Episode 8, A New Hope. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 8, The Force Makes Coffee and Brushes Its Teeth. <laughs> BB-8's Revenge. <laughs> I'm just going to appeal to myself. Star Wars Episode 8, Thrawn Goes to a Museum. <laughs> that, that's like A New Hope. You're hoping yeah. that they take some good source material and make a movie out of it. Yeah. Can Thrawn be in the next one? One of them, I would any actually, of them. If I could go to an art museum with Admiral Thrawn, I think I'd just be in heaven. He's so So what do you think about this one? I How know. do we defeat them? He really oh. knows his shit. He really, really does. And he's like, I killed those people. I killed those people. This, I is, killed this those painting people. was really what set it off with this one. Like, <laughs> they shouldn't have put that cat in there. because of me. <laughs> Amberly, really you used to have to name episodes. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. I was trying to think of something that would make you all cringe, but... Um, <laughs> It you was, could go. It, it was uh, gonna have con. Some, it that was, would do it. Let's it was, bring back the it, skin uh, study. Yeah, it was gonna have something to do uh, with Leia being like the focus of it because I thought <laughs> that, that would really. Were they recast and Leia as a Jedi adventure. like she should be? You could just go courtship of Princess Leia. There you go. That's it. <laughs> that, that is exactly what I said. Because yeah. that made me get the hate-bin women, Leia. and they're wonderful too. Because then it's a planet ruled by women. That yeah, sucks. I like that. It does not suck okay, you. Bye. Shut up. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>